0: This is The Mason Vera Payne Show, your go-to lifestyle program, covering everything from technology and gaming to movies, TV shows, and pop culture to the supernatural and beyond. Brought to you from Chicago, USA, with your host, the unabridged millennial, Mason Vera Payne. Tamika Tiny Harris is a singer, songwriter, producer, and entrepreneur. Her latest project is being the producer of the relaunched show, The Mix, Tamika joins me to talk about the show and her other projects. So tell me, Tamika, what were you doing before Escape?
1: So when I was five years old, my mom started me into doing modeling. I was doing print work. I was too too short, so I did print work for all the different different stores, like Davidson's at the time. I think Davidson's turned into Macy's. And all the different stores that were big at the time, I did modeling for them. I was in all that model of their Jordans and whatever else I had. And then I went into doing commercials. I did a Tom and Jerry. My biggest commercial was the Tom and Jerry Channel 17 commercial. So it was a commercial that came on every day before Tom and Jerry came on about 12 to 15 times a day. Wow. For a couple years. I think for at least a year or two it played. And then from there, I started to get more into, like, dance and singing. And that's when I started. My, my father like, you know, I really, he was a singer. he's an entertainer. So he was kind of more interested in me going into that field. And I really just liked to perform and dance. And he was like, no, in order to make the kind of money you would want to make, you know, you need to get into singing. So I started voice lessons at the age of maybe 12. From there, you know, I got into the singing a lot, and I got into the group at the age of maybe 14. From there, it was pretty much all about singing, rehearsing, practicing. Our first gig, we did King Summit. There was a show that was on Team Summit. I think it was Steve McCurry. So he hosted the show, and we, we, we got on that show. We sung Hold On, and we killed it, you know. And that was like kind of like our debut, too the world, even though we wasn't a signed artist. So we came back, we uh, got into, you know, went and sung for a, different, a whole bunch of different producers. We sung for Dallas, we waited on Dallas, sung for Dallas, he didn't like us, and pretty much we finally got a chance to sing for Jermaine and he was like, I like y'all girls. We sung Happy Birthday it was his birthday, and when we pulled up, Left Eye was out there, she was playing shooting pool, and a couple other crisscrosses out there, but at the time, crisscross wasn't They weren't out yet, so no one knew them or TLC. TLC had just started making their rounds. That happened, and he said he was going to come back and get us, and he signed us. And from there, we started doing, you know, recording, getting into the business, and the group went on to do three platinum albums. Our third album, we ended up breaking up very early on at the release of our third album. So at that time, it kind of got like a little skeptical for me. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to make ends meet. You know, what's going to be my next thing? And so me and Candy kind of grouped up together and said, hey, let's start recording and writing songs. So we started writing songs. We were writing a lot of nasty songs. I So when I think back at some of our songs, they were very nasty. (laughs) But in that time, we came up with no drugs. And it was one of our songs that we were doing for our project. It was the, the cat project, Candy and Tiny. And as that went on, we recorded that song, and somehow Tony Mercedes got a hold to the song, took it to LA, read them, and said this is a hit song, you know. And they wanted it for TLC. Came back to us and said, hey, TLC wants this record. And of course, our first instinct was no, this is our record. But then we had to think smart and say, well, hey, TLC is a big group here. Now if we got a record on TLC. How big would that be? So we end up giving the record to TLC. You know, it's the best thing we could have ever did. Made me millions of dollars. He made us a Grammy Award winning writer. I mean, it was probably one of the most monumental things
0: I've done. And you know what? Everybody uh, knows that about you, about No Scrubs, all this stuff that you've done as a musician. But you're more than that. You're, you're a businesswoman, too. I mean, you had your own perfume, Major Girl. You had Tiny's yeah. Nail Bar, your charity foundation. And you're even partnered with Master P for the global mixed gender basketball. I mean, you're beyond music.
1: I just kind of take an interest in things that interest me, and th- things that I feel like okay. because so for like the global mixed gender, I felt like that was a adult way to bring the sexes together and make it, you know, because there, there are a, t- a lot of talented women, and just see them play together. I felt like it was a brand new way of watching basketball, I felt like it was unique, it was different, it was showing unity, and I wanted to be a part of it. And as far as major girls, I love perfume, and it was just something I was very interested. So I try to get into things that interest me, you know, things that I feel like I can, you know. Also with the juice bar, I did a juice bar, and that was thing because I was getting into being healthy and trying to bring that same kind of ambiance to Atlanta because I felt like we didn't have it as much as L.A., you know, and I was traveling to L.A. a lot. They like to be healthy. So those are things that drove me to the businesses that I decided to start.
0: Now, you know, I forgot Pretty Hustle. Pretty Hustle is your label, too. I mean, you're all over the place and I love it.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I mean, you know, music is my passion. You know, starting with the OMG Girls was my first artist that I put my all into I felt like, you know, and we we were able to be, you know, break some barriers because we were trendsetters at the time. They did a lot of different things that they came out being the first people to do that. And now, you know, you look at it and you see that it's huge, you know, that today. And they were doing it like back in two thousand and nine and ten. So I take pride in that. That's probably one of my most proudest things that I've done You know, where I put my heart and soul into, Besides, no scrub, is the OMG Girl.
0: Now, you have also are the executive producer of many of the shows that you appeared in. Was that difficult to do, having to wear two hats?
1: At times, because sometimes you got to, you know, think what's best for the show and not what, you know, not just being biased to what you want to show and what you don't want to show. Luckily, I've had some great people to work with, you know, uh, speaking of starting with James DeVos, and now my BH one family, which is 51 mine, they have worked hand-in-hand with me and, you know, my husband or, you know, with James, it was me and Toya. And they were able to give us a little more constructive criticism to whatever we're shooting. They respected what we did want to do and what we didn't want to do. And, you know, at sometimes we would have to, you know, wear that hat to also, you know, look at it at that way, too, as— From a producer standpoint.
0: And now you're producing another show, The Mix. Could you tell me a little bit about that one?
1: The Mix is my new baby. Um, It is a show that I wanted to create, to create around the young millennials in Gen Z. I felt like, you know, they are the future. They are the new generation. And they have a lot to say. And at first, you know, watching this generation, I was thinking, these kids are all. And it was because, I mean, I guess I was saying more of my niece, them they don't watch any TV. Everything's stuck to the phone. Everything, it's got you to this device that, you know, you don't, you're missing out on so many things. But as the, as the time, like in the time that we're in now, watching, you know, all the things that's going on with the black culture and the protesting and all of that, the young generation are the ones who are really speaking up and fighting and they also have a real voice, and they are not sitting down. They are not being controlled, and I love that. So that made me feel like it was the perfect timing for the mix. You know, we were like creating it and now, and then all of this, I got to see the real strength of the younger generation, and I felt like this is a perfect show for them, because they need that platform. They need a platform that, you know, just focuses on them and how they feel their viewed and, and they're able to get it all across.
0: You know, I'm curious, how difficult was it to not have, like, a Gen Xer who would have been late 30s, early early 40s to moderate the group? Because I think, like, that would have been happening, to, like, if my parents were around, they'd be like, somebody needs to monitor you.
1: Well, the truth is we do have that. Romeo is about, what, 31? And I felt, like, perfect because he's lived a little bit, and he, I mean, not even a little bit. I feel like Rome is type of 31 year old like he is maybe more like a 41 year old and I said it in a, in a great way because he's learned so much from such a very powerful person like his family his father his background is very inspiring and he has been in the business since he was such a young such a young age that he's learned so much he's experienced so much so when we talk about a lot of different things I feel like different topics and big topics and things and, and a lot of that topic some of my hosts have not even never have never experienced. I have I have a twenty three year old virgin on my, on my panel. So, you know, it's a deep, wide range of younger generation that really have opinions and views and great ones as well to put in, you know, with how they feel. So when I look at Romeo, he has all he knows a little bit more than, you know, Some of my other panels, he's seen a little bit more. And that's what I love about it. So
0: who will be the youngest on uh, the mix? The
1: youngest is Jamie. She's 18 years old. Jamie Debose. She's 18 years old. And she's a very intelligent college student, you know. And she, I think she has a lot of great views in how she sees things, how she wants to be, what she's looking forward to in her life. So she, to me, brings a lot to the table at 18 years old.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you joining me. And for those listening, where can they find more information about your show, The Mix, and you?
1: Well, at foxholes.tv or the Foxhole app. You can definitely look us up. And it's on every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Pacific. This has been The Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening.